Team Hub in the Kofopo Podcast, the only podcast where the schedule is set by the one person on the show without a full-time job. LCQ to the listeners, what time is it right now? Okay. It is 4.15. <laughs> it's 4.15, which is a weird time to podcast. Not oh, that I'll, take the, I'll take the blame for uh, not doing it last night. Yeah, I was really hoping because... <laughs> I really like the sequence where we had where um, where I just said I just said TMW. Tani said down, and like that was the whole setup we needed to get the pod going. Um, so the fact that we did have some reshuffling did kind of ruin how smooth that would have been. But you know, next time, next time. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I have class. Okay. Next time, so, I'll tell my kids overnight. Tani, you have class twenty four seven. No, on Thursday I have class from one to four. All right. Uh, your teeth look great, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I need to go to the they're really, dentist. They're really popping with your dad's uh, podcast setup. But more on that later. That's I mean the, the the teeth. That's just for my laptop. That's that's just a room with good lighting. Anyway, we've got we've got some sh- good Chavez Chavez's too. I don't know who's the first. Well, the second one makes me nervous. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first. So I was telling Tony about this briefly. These are some LCQs for Gabi, I guess. So I was with, I was in Florida and I was at a girl's baby naming. LCQ. How old is this girl? It was a Jewish baby naming. How old is this girl? Yeah, she was born to two Jewish parents. Uh, This is like her Hebrew baby naming ceremony. As far as I know, she has no health complications at all. Just a, I'm gonna, a good a good kid. I'm gonna guess like this is a trick question because it was pre-pandemic or something, and the kid's like four or three. Kid's like four or five months. I, I, I'm not really sure why they. I'm not sure what they're waiting. My for. Uh, Sarah's grandmother's life partner um, had like a baby naming for his great grandchild who was born in like 2019 and they just had the baby naming like a couple months ago pulling the crits that's not that's not acceptable none of these things are acceptable not for me at least i don't know but you know good shabbos good shabbos to this kid who is named Hana in hebrew oh that's who the Hana is i wasn't sure if this was a Hana adler or no, what? there's like no suspense the, the kid's english name is hannah it's like Hana adler is called h-a-n-a so yeah but does joey know that i'm um uh, i know it's spelled different <laughs> all right well good job is good job is to scott elif who berated me and nathan and shul and i thoroughly enjoyed it at one point he started being really obtuse so i started being obtuse back and it only made him more what so you mean started he started being obtuse in 1956 you make a good point he he, he was especially obtuse relative to how in obtuse he was early in the conversation like early he just asked like normal questions like what are you up to and then within seconds he's railing on medical students for being uh babies everything being pass fail and uh how people and then he got angry at me for making fun of rabbi israel's shitty speech and just as he's telling me that it's actually very important for me to consider the satma rabbi's perspective your older brother rabbi Uh brother turns around and gives him one of these it's a good show. It's was a good it, show. It, who was it I was just discussing Rabbi Israel with on Rosh Hashanah? It was, was just it was my family. I was just discussing the Satmarov with um with Zev Elif, my rabbi brother. 
Well, right. What do the shrug seems to indicate? The shrug seemed to indicate that you can't ignore the Samurabi? No, his, his shrug just seemed to indicate that there's no way around the fact that KMS is a good show. <laughs> at, uh, I'll finish the story. At uh, my grandmother's, uh, like during when my mother was sitting shiva for my grandmother's, Rabbi Israel came over one day. He was doing like the Mishnayas and he was trying to like find a Mishnah with the right letter. And he walks up to me during Mincha and he looks at me and he goes... Did your grandmother like Sukkot? And I looked at him and I said, my grandmother hated Judaism. And then he looked back at me and he'll like, we'll just say she likes Sukkot. You can like Sukkot and hate Judaism. That's honestly a very good take. Honestly, a very good take. Um, uh, I, I want to revisit yeah, um, your father. Dr. Scott Ella being up to for a second. So when I was doing that um, interview series with my grandparents, um, it was really just a top, uh, like my grandma dropping, jumping off the top rope. She was talking about like, um, growing up with a house full of kids and she was talking about how like my dad was the cutest kid and that she's like, and then I don't know when he was like 16 or so something happened and that's kind of how he is the way he is now. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Just shouts to my grandma. Honestly, grandparents going off the top rope is great my grandmother before rosh hashanah over the phone told me that it would be a quote very fruitful year in all the ways possible and i'll leave the rest unsaid we had already talked about my move my potential move my career there's only one thing my grandma wants me having unprotected sex it's very obvious all right i mean on the podcast this this is gonna be a fruitful year you want to hear how uh, FPI is? Allow Gavi, we could cut that out. The, <laughs> the transition is, how early in a relationship do you tell your grandparents? Because I delayed telling my grandparents two weeks because I refused to reward that bad behavior with a good piece of information. What are your since obvious bachelor parties? So what's that, like three, four months? Three months. Three months? Yeah, probably early in three months. Well, Dave? I mean, like, my dad's calling me and telling me how serious Nathan, serious Nathan is with his lady, so, like, I don't know. Nathan and his lady have been uh, dating for, like, two weeks more than me and Eliza. Okay, Maybe but how soon in a relationship months? do you tell Scott Ellis? Because he'll just be reporting it back to me that it's very serious no matter what. Well, I mean, I think he's he's um, extrapolating from the fact that Nathan invited Michal to Kent Mill for Yontif. Yeah. Um, speaking of which... Gabe, you're hosting, you're, you're hosting a Shabbaton. So I was, with, I was texting with Ezra about this last night because he said Shabbaton part two. So we have Ezra and Nathan and Michal coming for Shabbos. And I Wait, Ezra, Yael's like, not what? coming? What? Yael's not coming? No. I was <laughs> like, Ezra, she should come. And she's in Boston working. I don't know. Um, like, at what point, what's the cutoff for a Shabbaton? Because, like, I was like, does it the fact that it's in Stanford make it a Shabbaton? Is it, like... Ezra said he thinks three people. I think three people's fair. I don't actually think it's a Shabbaton, but the second someone calls it a Shabbaton, the cat's out of the bag and you just got to run with it. Like, I don't no, have a say I, in the I, matter. I, Ezra said it. Yeah, I, I, I Like, I, if Joey I and Michelle stay with you in, like, in New York for a weekend, is that a Shabbaton? No, that's a visit. No, the fact that you got a whole setup. Because Come if. On. We are staying in New York, like we'd be doing New York things. If we're staying in Stanford, like we're just doing so it's like, things. It's like a house thing. I think it's the isolation thing. The, I think Shabbaton. You could do a Shabbaton in New York, but like, I don't if you know. do a Shabbaton in New York, you need a whole itinerary. You can't do a Shabbaton in New York without an itinerary. 
You could do a Shabbaton in New York where you have a Shabbos itinerary and then everybody's free Saturday night, Sunday. Okay, that's still an itinerary. I agree. I'm t- uh, anyway, I, this is not a conversation I'm interested in. Tell me about this birthday. Uh, well, Jerry's three. She turned three on the second day of Sukkot, and uh, she's having a party. The whole festival's invited. Gavi, is your is your washing machine running right now? Uh, no, the garage, catch it. the garage door just opened. Jerry, speaking of turning three, she just came back from her three-year-old checkup at the pediatrician. All right, so can we just can we just take a break? Ugh, fuck, I don't want to edit. Whatever, I guess we won't, but sorry for the people at home. Sorry, it's going to also have to close at some point. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Jerry is three. Jerry is three. <laughs> Wait, that's it? That's it? <laughs> Did she have a party? Yeah, she's having a party. I posted it in Slack. The whole fuffle's invited. <laughs> so when is a birthday party if you come to Shabbaton? <laughs> Good question. There's gonna be, be beer this time at my uh, at my request. Cake? You're going, uh, Tony? I don't know if there will be beer, considering it's at like ten in the morning. I didn't ask. I, I told. Beer. I I know. I will get you beer. Thank you. you. Beer. Thank you. That's all I asked for. Will there for. be lentil loaf? Will there be what? Lentil loaf. There will not. There will be bagels, and Sarah is insistent on them being from Sammy's Bagels and Teenex, so we're gonna have to go there at some point to get bagels. Oh. Yeah, also this baby naming had like donuts and bagels. That sounds great. Oh, baby naming. I don't know. That's like those are brisk foods. Eh, bagels are everything Jewish. I'll tell you this much, Joey. Last year at Jerry's birthday party, there was an amazing lemon cake with blueberries on top. And it, like I said, was amazing. Um, so I, w- I would not be uh, casting aspersions at the birthday food at the Jerry birthday party. I didn't cast one aspersion. This is going to be a lentil loaf. I think that's ev- ah. that is very much an aspersion and you know it. Oh, no, 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 no. What's a Celsius here? Lentil loaves are part of my life. Um, so I ignored your stat request. And so five minutes ago, I pulled it for oh, nice. what is the deepest in a season that someone went without a quarterback getting 20 points. More on that so later, LCQ, by the way. what's the answer? I'm going to say week seven. Gabe? Uh, week five. Jerry. So. Mom, what's Jerry? Icing? This is not work. Okay, we got Jerry, it. Jerry, what's the latest week someone went without a quarterback getting twenty points? What week? Can you say a number? Just at the doctor with both kids crying, and he's not working. We talked about how he's not working on the pod. Now that that's how we opened, even. I'm upset. Can you guess a number? At whom are you upset? Two. Two. As long um, as it's not us. So the the latest somebody got there is week six. So I don't know if week seven is like the right answer. It, I think week six is. And it was Adin three years ago. Adin 2019. <laughs> This is tough for Gabe. Are you marking the time? No, I'm just scrolling something else for a later LCQ. Now someone should mark a time. All right, we're back. We're back. Are you in the doghouse? 
Apparently. <laughs> I'm in the sunroom. I'm in the study. We're all places. Oh, yeah. It looks like your room. It was once my room. I'm looking closely. Oh, okay. LCQ, what, uh, what range of years was this my room? That's a HCQ for Gabi now. Yeah, minimum, a minimum MCQ for Gabi. 10 to 2016? No, sir. I'm, I'm upstairs above what used to be the garage. This is like... Damn it. Eight to, this is not a great audio episode. Oh, I thought you were downstairs. In no. The, yeah, I thought you were downstairs also. Well, I tricked you both, and now you lose the LCQ game. Uh, this is like 8 to... 8 to, I don't know, like 13. Um, no, you were definitely downstairs by like senior year of high school. I, I moved downstairs specifically mid-senior year of high school over winter break. You were downstairs that late? Right, senior year of high school 2011, so you couldn't have been there in 2013. Oh, I meant ages, but okay, fine. All right. Permits? Yeah, yeah LCQ, on the way to Shoal last week... I, I like what about LCQs is it's kind of an LCQ to know whose LCQ it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew I knew this one. On the way to show last week, I saw three cars which all had the same like permit sticker in the back. Which permit sticker was it? Uh, parking at AFB. Close, but no. Um, parking at Moat Garage. Parking in Zone Eleven in College Park. Knox Road Apartments. That's, that, I got it right on the first try. Oh, I didn't that. It didn't say AFB on the sticker. It said Knox Road Apartments on the sticker. That's AFB. I saw a bumper sticker. I saw a bumper sticker today, like 20 minutes ago. I saw a bumper sticker. It said, if you could read this, you're too close. But it was the wrong your. And, like, if you're printing something on a bumper sticker, you, you should have, you know, the right your. Yeah. Tell them. So shout out at this person. Yeah. Shout out the illiterates. <laughs> We don't want the illiterate. We're an audio podcast. We don't the the illiterates are our base. <laughs> <laughs> what LCQ? Who's who, who's LCQ? Is this Jordan? <laughs> this, this is mine. And you might think that this is about Michael Jordan because the next one's Pau Gasol. However, it is about uh, Michelle's cousin Jordan, who's in a fantasy football league. I was talking to him Monday night, and LCQ. What was the score of his matchup? Before the game's Monday night. Are they a PPR league? A no PPR league? Standard scoring? I don't know. I will say that he had 87 and his opponent had 104. So, Gavi, what's your guess? I, I'm guessing he's PPR. Uh, 140 to 135. So going into Monday night, the score of his game was 75 to 20. <laughs> However, M to HCQ, who was his quarterback in tight ends? Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah, so he won 80 to 75. Man, I commiserate with 75 guy. <laughs> but he had like four bagels. It was crazy. Dang. He like started T. Higgins and like he had um, maybe like Gerald Leffert. Like it was just bad. That's unlucky. And, and that, well, yes. Then he got four touchdowns from Kelsey. Wow. Wait, that's that's a roller coaster. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um so last night I heard some some <laughs> that's crazy. Last night I heard some interesting goss. 
Apparently, Pau Gasol currently still lives in this country. So the first part of this LCQ is Pau Gasol lives in California. What city does he live in? LA. I don't know where Fresno is vis-a-vis LA, but he lives in the Bay. And uh, I don't know San Francisco or um, uh, or Oakland, but he lives in the he Bay Area. In, what? Paul Gasol, does not, Paul Gasol does not live in Oakland. You never know. They're fa- fancy places. Point of story is he lives in the Bay. And he, for some reason, tried to join a fancy like country club that he doesn't know anybody at. And I got this intel from someone whose dad is a longtime member. And in the process of joining this country club, he like found love and got married to a woman who's like at this club or something like that. And now he is a regular member of this club. And the actual LCQ is why does Pau Gasol love this club so much? And what does he do there? Well, we know that people that find love in this club are ushers. Therefore, he is an usher at this club. Your Svara is unimpeachable. Uh, does he uh, play like pickleball or something? Yeah, he takes golf lessons. He just loves taking golf lessons. Pau Gasol wants to Every golf. pro athlete loves taking golf lessons. Do you want to be a seven-foot-tall golfer? I feel like that's uh, he must. Much. He must have to, like, every single time he wants a club, he has to custom order it. I mean, I mean, whatever. What? He's like... Uh... That game where you like hit the ball off the wall with the two people in the same squash. Squash. There we go. It's an elephant's favorite game. It feels like a uh, like a rich person game, right? In, in like billions, aren't they always playing squash? Yeah, yeah. Every game that like the I feel like schools are good at are rich people games. Can confirm. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always the case. Like they used to be good at football. But then they uh, they they stopped. Well, football used to be a rich person sport. That's the. No, I don't think that's the case. My last LCQ is I'm sitting in my father's office using um, the equipment he uses to make uh, his podcast about Hezbollah, the Golden Rule, or blah blah, his breaking Hezbollah's Golden Rule, or something like that. Uh, LCQ is rank these three podcasts um, in order of. Rate uh, five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Hezbollah, Kumfuffle, and Special Effects. Like who has the most? Yeah, just by sheer number. Okay, I would say Special Effects has the most because you're really uh, soliciting them. Should we finish the LCQ? Yeah, we could finish the LCQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hezbollah and Special Effects are one rating apart. Can you believe? But which? Who has more? Hezbollah. Damn. I know. I'm going to did tell you my give dad. him five stars? Take it away. I did give him five stars, but he gave me five stars, so it's even. Yeah, but you're his son. Take, take, take it back. In the words of David Deutsch, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> LCQ, how many five stars does Kim Football have these days? Five? Twelve. Oh, oh, wow. That's 60 stars for you counting at home. Sorry. In the future, we only pot after bedtime. She's three years old. Tell her to get with the program. She just got a bunch of shots, and she is not happy. My niece got stung by a bee yesterday. She she did not like it. I'll tell you that. I was convinced I was going to get stung by a bee yesterday. Gavi, the answer is his ball with seventy six, special effects with seventy five, and Kumfufu with twelve. You don't get to participate because you're a bad dad today. You got a clean number though. Yeah, today. I've seen him, Dad. He's fine. Not bad. <laughs> no, Gavi's a good dad. 
Gavi's born to dad. What's Gavi's oh, dar? Dad, it's above replacement. I'll text Sarah. What's the metric? You gotta give it. I don't know. I don't know. Should we talk about trades? All of us did some trades. <laughs> this edit's gonna be a shit. Okay. Gavi wheel slash deal. Uh, Gavi, talk through your trade. Was it always a three-way trade, or uh, did you do bit by bit? Not like. What was your plan going in? No. You... I I wanted Jefferson, so I was trying to work out a trade with Mark for Jefferson. Like you guys on the pod last week with Ezra were like, they should just trade Chubb for Diggs. Like who says no? And Daniel and I had discussed that, but I wanted Jefferson. And Mark was like, I don't know. And like, we're going back and forth. And then Daniel was also talking to Mark. So like, finally we were like, let's just talk three way. And we talked three way for a little bit, but it was like getting way too confusing to try to like, you know, whatever. So finally I was like, fine, I'll just take digs. And I did digs for um, Chubb. And then I went to Mark and I said, look, like if you want to do digs for Jefferson straight up, let me know. And then a few days later he was like, okay, fine. And then we did. Why did he didn't tell you why he wanted that? Huh? Oh, because Diggs has he sees it as like pretty lateral, but Diggs has more keeper value. Does and he? I thought so. You can always trust someone who says Diggs has more keeper value. Because <laughs> um, Diggs like, was not kept. Diggs was not kept. Okay. Uh, then honestly, that makes sense for him. He was drafted for I think forty four. Yeah, people are cheap this year. That's the that's the whole thing. Let's right. See. Whereas Jefferson was kept, so he's the like multiplier. Diggs was no, not kept. Diggs was kept. I had Diggs he, last year. Diggs I had Diggs last year, and I kept him last prior year. year. Yeah, you uh, are. And I'm looking at a prior year. Yeah, Diggs went for thirteen last year. Diggs won for forty-four. You're welcome. Yeah, 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 two years ago. Yeah, that was I crazy. usually have good keepers. Good I keeper, usually have honey. good teams. It's not. Like, it's, I know, I know. Oh, well, more on that. Grade the <laughs> trades. I mean, it seems odd to me to trade Diggs for Jefferson. I'm being honest. Like, for, what is what is it? From like, I'd give that a C minus. Like, I, I just don't understand like the thought process from your end. Like, I think Jefferson's a better player with more upside. He's also yeah, gonna like spend the a winter playing in a dome and not in the wins in Buffalo. You, you, his quarterback is Kirk Cousins. And yet he puts up monster numbers. He has more upside, but also more down. Like he has more fluctuation. That's for sure. But yeah, he definitely has more upside. Like, I don't think that's crazy. Like, I think you definitely want the, the Diggs Chubb trade. Cause I didn't really get it from Daniel's perspective. Cause you cleared up. I mean, like it's, it is what it, it, it looks a lot different this week than last week, but you cleared up a running back spot so you can get in, uh, Clyde Edwards Elair and James Robinson because that was um you had a you had a clogged running back hole. But Daniel right, I had five I had five running backs. I didn't need them all. Um right. now you have one running back though. Um and uh, Robinson Alaire and Pierce, I don't know. I think I'm pretty high on like especially on Pierce since he became the full time back. He's yeah, he's your one. He's gone 17, 23, 19. Yeah, he's so. your one. Crazy. Um but Daniel but- Gave but Hopkins comes spot. off the suspension next week, so I only need one more. That that's putting a lot of eggs in the Hopkins basket. I don't know if you've seen, but the Cardinals kind of are bad at football. They are kind of bad at football. Plus, it's the Marquise Brown show. My <laughs> point being, Daniel cleared up a spot to start Romeo Dobbs, which is like, wow, you know, he I think he had a better setup before. 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, so. like, sometimes, you know, if, if you're making these one-for-one, like, one-for-one trades, I think sometimes, you know, the roster construction, it matters. As you like to say, Joey, you know, there are fewer good running backs now. The likelihood that he can, whether it's with Dobbs or somebody off waivers, you know, fill that last wide receiver spot. Uh, or even a flex with um, someone we don't know about just right now, it seems reasonable. Um, and to have you know all those resources uh, consolidated, a wide receiver kind of, um, I don't know. Yeah, I got your, so I got what you're saying. So what's your, what are your grades for the first trade then? The first trade, I, I like for both of them. I think I like better for Gavi, but like I like it yeah, for I like both it better for Gavi too. Maybe yeah, A minus for, for Gavi, B plus for Daniel. Okay, I would say a name for God. Because it's like it's a, it's a fair trade. I think it's I think it's a fair trade. Yeah, I, both trades are fair. Yeah, um, which we like. Just, we like in this league. We like Lee Lee likes in this trade. league. Lee, yeah. Lee lives for fair trades. All right, Tanya, um, what are your reflections on our trade after one week? I'm gonna be honest. After one week, I'm very happy with our trade. Yeah, honestly, me too. Like I, I we both had um, distressed assets. Um, and uh, look, I, th- I think what you are obviously most happy about is that you that I said no to what's his name on the Seahawks. For oh yeah, I was gonna throw in Ken Walker. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. If you like, if, if we I had... was ready to throw Ken Walker and Ken, he was he was a week away from getting dropped. Wow, I mean that's how it is. That's how it is with these guys. And then you know injuries. I mean. Like, if Chug gets hurt, then all of a sudden, you know, I look like, you know, the best running backs in the league, you know, again. But, right. you know, these injuries, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, live for them. And when you need right. roster spots, you got to right. make And moves. if Ken Walker, right, and if he wasn't the second running back drafted, I also would have dropped him. Like, um, if we weren't a keeper, league, I would have dropped him. Yeah, so I'm definitely very fortunate to still have him on my team. Um, no, but I, was, I wasn't referring to that. I was referring to, like... A large percentage of the reason I was so eager to get the trade done last week was because the Bengals played the Ravens, and I just didn't need that complicated me. <laughs> and also, also Mixon has the same buy as the Ravens, and like replacing Lamar Jackson, and Mark Andrews, since I don't have a backup for quarterback and tight end, would have been really complicated. Um, so I, I was happy to get rid of Mixon. Connor was already hurt, so Con- after a week, I'm pretty. Connor's I'm a mess. Connor's They're a both a mess. Mixon sucks. Oh man, I didn't. <laughs> He's divorced. <laughs> I'll bleep that. <laughs> um, like going into the year, like I was keeping Connor and Mixon because like draft value said I had to. I didn't like either of them, so I want you to enjoy them in good health. May you be two and four at some point one day. May you get your second win. I said that to Jason. You know, I said I, I'm pretty happy with the trade, but I'm gonna miss uh, miss my guys. I wish them well. Um, yeah. And I uh, I uh, also would like to say that Jason wanted me to do a little three way action with him, but he just didn't listen. Like I said to him, you know, like theoretically, I would be interested in Kamara a couple weeks ago, and when I posted that I was very close to uh, trading with you, he messages me. He's like. Well, I I understand that you uh that you um are 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 trading for a wide receiver, but if somehow you get a running back or a quarterback back, I'd be willing to deal Kamara. I was just like, I don't think you're listening. 
I'll tell you this. Jason likes Mixon. So if you want to try flipping Mixon for Kamara, you might, you might want to go for it. I'm not sure I want to do that. I would do it. I wouldn't. Okay. Rankings dispute. <laughs> Are we waiting for Gavi? He says he's rebooting. His computer just died. Jeez, this guy. He says, quote, today is not my day. I'm a key bip. Seriously. We'll leave this part in. Yeah, bad Shabbos, bad Shabbos to Gavi. Um, bad Shabbos, bad Shabbos. So while, while we're waiting for Gavi, honestly, I think that like in terms of like rating um, rating tent, what, what we're about to go through is at best a B minus. But I I saw you dropping a little, uh, you know, I'm one and four. I'm one and four. And so, you know, the idea. We're going through the tent. I, I, I have side tents. Do you have side All right, fine, fine. I was at, um, so Zez family, as you know, it's in Kent Mill over Shabbos. So we went to the Museum of Natural History yesterday. Yeah. And so the whole museum is about evolution, right? Yeah. And so my niece, like, comes up to me and asks me, like, so where does evolution fit in with the days of creation? Yeah. And what did you say? What would you do? In that? What, what would you say? Well. To a, nine year, to a nine-year-old whose family is a lot firmer than you. Hashem can do all sorts of things, and a lot of people think that each day in creation was actually a whole bunch of years. Yeah, I basically said that. One time she asked my brother where, um, one time she asked my brother, so I know like when a family has a baby, like the mom gets pregnant, but where's the dad's, like where's the dad fit in? Like how does he like make the baby? Strong question. Right. I, and so my, One could argue my bro- one of the strongest actually. So my brother said this on the fly. He said, well, Hashem knows who the dad is supposed to be. I think he told me this. <laughs> so he just straight up lied. Yeah, that was a straight up lie. I mean, I also straight up lied. I said, like, the days of creation are really long. Like, that's a, that's a lie. So. You think? That's why you have to couch it in, you know, there, there's a Manda Amar that says, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I guess they could have done that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, in retrospect, I should have given her the Manda Amar. <laughs> LCQ, what was the last time I said Manda Amar? A week ago. It's got to be years. I kind of oh, like this back. I like that. God, you're going to have to listen to this episode because you're not on half of it. <laughs> no. My computer just died and I had to reboot it. I have no idea why or what happened. You're also at a different angle now. Everything's going yeah, on. Yeah, different. Oh, I'm not. Situation. I'm not like docked in. I'm. I'm just holding the laptop directly. And you're echoey. Yeah, That's a. Uh... It's loud. All right. There's the whiteboard. All right. All right. We'll we'll sort it out. So, Kavi, I did. I did appreciate that. Like, because I'm just sending the the um, sending the audio straight from Zoom into the recording software that um. You know all the sounds that's uh, that it ma- <laughs> that it makes when Gavi pops in, pops out, waits for me. You know all those are in for the listeners to hear how fucking annoying this is. <laughs> Great, they'll come along this journey with us. So, all right, Tony, uh, looking at your caveman stats, if one's a time to tank. No, it's it's not it's not even stats. It's just um, how is that not stats? Those are cavemen stats in the Museum of Natural History. They had all those like handprints scrawled on the wall. That's what this chart is. You know what? I wasn't going to go here because it's not mine my my direction to go in. But I'm going to because I can. I'm going to abuse my powers as a journalist and tell you that Adine thinks that your stats are shit. 
I cut that from the document because I'm nice. But now you want you you think you're better than pieces of information? Shame on you! Shame on you! Really? I do think I am. Wow. Got, uh, Dean, a Dean messaged me today to tell me great stats. Wow. <laughs> so who do you think is lying? Him or Zev? Both. Zev. Whatever. Go, go, go into this is your segment. Anyway, I, I was just curious, kind of. Um, where everybody was after five weeks last year and where they ended up. Uh, I don't know. As it turns out, the only person who was uh, pretty... Uh, Jason was bad last year is really my only takeaway. Jason was very and bad. Gavi had Gavi had quite the tumble. Yeah. yeah. Gavi yeah. was three and two, ended five Gavi, and nine. what happened here? How'd that tumble happen? I honestly don't remember. As <laughs> I recall, you better. were bad at fantasy football. He was three and two. Yeah, it's true. Um, I forgot how many points I had last year. I really got shafted. <laughs> Makes well, uh, honestly points. seeing that it's, seeing that made me because you had a run. You had a run where you were really really good until Henry got hurt, and then and then you had another injury. On top of that, like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't feel so bad about my one and four this year, considering like it's not an extended thing. Anyway. It's uh we'll see. So uh you got only eight percent of one in four teams ever made the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean forty four percent of two and three teams made the playoffs. So not time to tank there. Um you could argue one in four. I would still wait another week. There's no point in tanking. Like especially because I should have won this week. Like I really should've. Uh and to be honest, I probably should have won the week before with Jason. Uh Ah. You also had a guy score 50 points against you, so, you know. You take him where you get him. These things have a way of working themselves out. Um, I think one in five might start saying, also, like, at this point, who are even the amazing keepers? Like, I don't think anyone's really been. Like, I, I, I'm i pretty happy with my keeper situation. Like, I got Brees Hall for, like, 18 and Ken Walker for four, so I'm hoping that turns out well. But you don't know yet. Nah, especially because the NFL sucks. Right. All right. We're going into the much ops. Do you have anything more on uh, time to tank? Gavi, when do you think it's time to tank? Um, I don't know. I think like when you really don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Like last year when I made that chase trade with you, it was like I would I need literally everything to go right to even like sneak into the playoffs. And I was clearly not winning the championship. So you may as well go for next year. Yeah. I think the chase trade aged very well, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Make the huh? case. Devontae Adams was the number one receiver in football, I think, all year, but like especially after the trade. And I scored like 150 points in the championship game. Like um, my team, like very easily, could have won, and I wouldn't have had. To, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have made the championship without Devontae Adams. And if I played anybody else in the league, I would have won the championship. I guess, you know, got the wrong guy at the wrong time. Yeah. And I mean, Chase, like. Chase's value has probably gone down since the beginning of the season, but like you still got your keeper. You're pretty happy with it. Like, I think it was a good trade. Good. Yeah. And I got a little Hunter Renfro action on the side. How lovely. All right. Leave Jason. Whoops. Sorry. What's wrong with that? That was the Kumpfuffle intro. Oh, okay. Uh, Just doing a little why? stalking. All right. Um, Lee versus Jason. Lee got his first win. 
Hooray for leave. Good job, good job, to leave. Um, there were 15 total quarterback points <laughs> between both teams. It's really bad. Yeah, so let's see. I wrote the agenda yesterday. I got to remember Jason's team and why I said this. But I said that Jason's got to sell low on Herbert, uh, Khalil Herbert, Cordell Patterson. I'm guessing because he doesn't have receivers and he kind of has running backs. Is that, is he, that accurate? I mean, he's got, he's got not dissimilar for me where it's like, Guys who you'd want on your team. He's got Waddle, Pittman, and Godman, Pittman and Godwin. But like right now, like right. none of them are producing, but they are guys and guys right. that theoretically you'd want to trust. But he has Barkley and Kamara, so he's set at running back. So right, if he can turn that running back. So yeah, I'm not sure why he's eager for. A, he said he wanted a quarterback or running back for you, or a quarterback for a receiver. To be fair, until last week, Kamara had 12 points on the season. Right, but you know. He's, you're like you're not benching him, so like he needs a receiver. So if he could turn, if he could turn Khalil Herbert or Cordell, Cordell Patterson to a receiver that at least enters his mix, um, that he could start for certain matchups, I think that's something he should do. Uh, who's who's honestly who's gonna give him anything for Cordell? Like Algier, they spent the third round pick on him. Like he's doing well. Like even, yeah, but Patterson, he, what he has this? No, he but had, in other uh, words, like even if he comes back, Patterson like, has he has. Two twenty-point games this year. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying like these usage patterns change, especially when when you look at rookie like running backs. That um, not really because has Algier been any good? Yeah, he's been solid on his touches, like on on a per touch basis. Like he's getting good yardage. I mean, I'm not saying that Algier is you know the guy. You know, I feel like we're about Algier to has one ten-point game and Patterson has two twenty-point games. I just I think Patterson, don't think you're listening to the words I'm saying. I am listening to what you're saying. You're saying the trends, so that's why he should try to sell Patterson. Then I'm you're just to try to sell Patterson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he could point to the two twenty-point games. No, it's been too long of us to have like this league for people to actually like listen to that kind of trash. Like we have a good league; people know what they're doing. Anyway, yeah, people do random trades sometimes. Like, talk to Ezra. I'm sure Ezra will trade. I mean, Ezra doesn't like have the best receivers this year. Ezra, Ezra specifically is not doing trades this year. <laughs> you know, I berated Yoni Kozlowski and Chill for that. You had a, you had a fun time with Chill. Uh, it was over Rosh Hashanah. Uh, what's okay. uh, what's, what's uh... Sorry, Jerry just ran out and said, see you when you're done working. Don't forget, you have to get me ice cream. And that's fair. He's not working, though. That's, yeah. that's that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, what's my LCQ? My LCQ is so. Did both, both teams have someone score zero in this game? My question is: no. When you have a guy that scores zero, what is your win percentage in Kofofel history? Mark had a zero and one. Like I don't know, ten percent. Nah, no, no, no. got to be lower. Got to be lower. I will say five percent. It's actually pretty high. It's thirty-one and a half percent. What? There's more bagels than you would think. And Seriously. then it sounds like surprising. What is the most bagels across the league started in one week? Like across the league? Across the league, across all 10 teams. Let's say seven. What is the... Gavi? Uh, six, because that was the magic number last time. It was eight. All right, we're and pretty then close. In that week, who had the most bagels? One person had three. Yeah, Daniel had three. <laughs> That's a rough week. That's tough. All right, all right, talked about the trade, and we're talking about tanking. Okay, so Ezra versus Yaakov. Um, did you guys see that? So Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns, and he got fewer points at tight end than Taysom Hill, who did not have a single target. Say. 
like Taysom Hill, like he should be a running back. I just don't, I don't get the tight end thing. I mean, I, I, th- I, I think, like he's listed on the roster as a tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, That's... it should be a fluid situation. It should be week by week. And like, and you got him. How, how so... are you supposed to like, um, like if if you're Yahoo, how are you supposed to adjudicate for that? Like, it's impossible. I think he should be a running back. But if he's starting at quarterback, make him a quarterback. Why? Why would he be running back though? Because he is a running back. He he didn't have a single. I think he has one target on the year as a receiver slash tight end. He's not a tight end. He's not a receiver. He's a running back. Where the fuck is Machop? There. Um. Okay. High scoring Machop though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a good, this is a good matchup. And yeah, these are two teams to keep your eye out for. Alcos team's got to be really good. Um, as long as he has. Jeff Wilson and Ramachi Stevenson without Elijah Mitchell and Damian Harris um, clogging it up. Um, then Ezra's team, I looked it up. If the the, the better stat than points for, well, now Dean, Dean, I'm talking to you. You can listen. The better stat is what's your record if you play every team every week, and 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 you're you're talking about all your through five weeks thing. Ezra's every team every week is the second best ever, only after your perfect year. Good for him. Wow. It's team I, I, I think he's something like. Um, is Ezra's team scary? It. I, I agree with you. Like from appearances, you wouldn't think so, but at a certain point, you got to look at the numbers. Like, yes. I mean, the numbers. The numbers indicate what has happened in, in the past five weeks. But let, let's you let's just got, make... like very little depth and so like, uh, he, he de- is really scary but if there's still, like an injury or something death is well, meaningless but he has every handcuff like he even said that in the slack de- depth right. is meaningless death gives death you no points death gets right, you but no holding points. all the handcuffs doesn't help you when buy season comes like if guys right. are on a buy and you're holding their handcuffs then like who are you playing i mean like i'm playing ezra next week but justin jefferson's on a buy so i guess there's also like you'll see yeah, how we have our two matchups where like the guys um, where I have all the buys one week, you have all the buys the other week. Death matters, Tony. You can't say it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. I'm still the winningest uh, player in this league, and I pretty much never have depth. You're you're one of four. We have ten years of data. I thought data mattered, Joey. All right, and you're we'll check see the trophy. We'll see huh? We'll, 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 we'll also see who's the winningest team of all time by year's end. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Fair enough. I'll side bet you. I'll side bet you if I overtake you for. Well, like you have to add any Elon stuff, but if you add any Elon stuff, I'll I'll side bet you for who's the winningest team of all time. All right, let's let's offline the joint because we're late okay. already. Um, Injoku so, over Pitts? Who's saying that? Does Pitts have trade value? No, like just d- drop him. He's bad. He's okay, got a bad. So you agree with Injoku over Pitts? Yeah. All right. You see the Justin Tucker interview? Speaking of Tucker being a god. Yeah, I saw it live. Who is he? Who is he? You watch those after after game interviews? Good for you. If it's the Ravens and like, it's on. Yeah. Who, who is he subtweeting? Um, I think it's because people say about like Tom Brady. Oh. Uh, I think he was just being funny. Yeah, he definitely he's a funny was. Guy. He's got he's he's got like a, a Jim Carrey energy to him. He is. <laughs> he's a very firm guy. Is he? They're all from yeah. He crossed himself like before, oh, or maybe before yeah, and after. Cr- crossing, crossing yourself, it's it just means you're an athlete. No, but he talks about being from a lot. Now he's from. Right, fine. He's, Good. He, uh, all the interviews, he like pulling up my stats. No. Pa- passing over to uh, 
Gavi Jesse, my stats. Just like re-looking at Jesse's uh, schedule last year, like the way they have it in the record book, like it says, you know, win, loss, win, loss. And I was like, it's even more striking when you see it like that. You got the W's it's and the two L's. years of it. It's, it's crazy. Two years of it. We have to we have to reach out to some like bigger forces to find out. Like I mean, this is crazy. It's just it's nutty. Yeah, I mean, I see it ending this week. Like I think he's gonna. Like I don't think he's gonna win this week. Um, oh. but, what? He's proven he's this before. Huh? Uh, right now his Kevin Barr is. This is good radio. Uh, right now, he's projected for 91 points. I mean, he's against Leib. Yeah, but he also um, hasn't switched out two guys on by. Does he have guys to replace him with? He's got two no. empty bench he, spots. I mean, he needs he needs a tight end. Honestly, Jesse, if somehow you're hearing this, I have two tight ends and would be very willing to trade you Goddard and something for a better wide receiver. Jesse has two empty bench spots. Like, completely empty. <laughs> Jesse's a king. <laughs> Agavi is the... Are the odds of win loss win loss the same as the odds of having like two boys in a row? Uh, is it the same like fifty percent fifty percent? No, because any two given humans don't necessarily like as a population. There's a fifty fifty chance, but like two people, depending on like their specific DNA, have well, a I'm saying like so have a higher chance. And so like once you've had a boy, like if a couple has a boy. Then there's like a, I think it's like 52 or 53 percent chance that their next kid is also well, with with win losses even more like that because we have a Kevin Bar. Yeah, um, I but will it would say, be the same thing. It would be like 0. 0.5 to the number of the streak, the probability, right? This morning I offered Jesse uh, Dallas Goddard for uh, Devonte Smith. And did he take it? No, I'm sure he hasn't looked at his app. <laughs> what a king! I was All just right. curious if you two would take that deal. Um. Who do, if, if you're just his tight end, his, he his tight end is Waller, stud. but he's on by. He has the Hawkins stud. He has enough Waller. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hawkins stud. And would I give up uh, Devonta Smith if I have Debo, Higgins, McLaurin? I don't think so. I don't really see the Goddard hype. Goddard's like, a good is play. Goddard an upgrade over Hawkins stud? So I don't think so. Yeah, he gets like eight targets. I don't know. He's definitely got a better quarterback. Um, Hawken Dud, like you're the one who wrote that. Yeah, but sometimes it's Hawken Dud. <laughs> a big on a loss. Trade a quarterback, running back. Do something, Jesse. Anything. All right. Well, Gavi, we're talking Gavi's team. He's not here to talk about it. Gavi, here you here to talk about your own team? What do you What do you I think am. about your own team? Never potting uh, before bedtime again. Um, I don't know. I think you're it four has and one. What? You're four and one. I know. I think I. I think like. Look at this point in the season. If like you think you could make the playoffs and potentially win it all, like you're in a good spot. I think I could. Right. A hundred percent of four and one teams have made the playoffs. So just lock that up. All right. Famous, um, famous words there. Yeah. Do you do you believe in your team, or you just think like I'm four and one? I do. Well, uh... I do. I believe in my team. I mean, I think I would have to like have some luck involved, but you know, ultimately. That was like my whole strategy with the draft is like I'm not gonna beat Elephantani at their own game. So like I may as well zag and I'm either gonna like be terrible or potentially good. Okay. What's our game that you're that you're beating us at? I don't think Tani and I have any secrets. It's not like we're scouting players in the offseason. No, but like kind of like I feel like there's like a very like people have sort of converged onto similar strategies. Which and so are... I tried to zag this year and I felt like 
either I was going to be in last place or potentially it was going to work and I was going to be in first. But there's no point in like aiming. And what was your, your zag was just waiting three rounds to nominate a, to like spend on a single guy. What was your zag? No, my zag was to like spend a lot more on the ten to twenty dollar guys and try to have like thought like the value was there. Like I I bought a lot of players between ten and twenty dollars because I thought that there were like specific guys who were underpriced who you could like get a lot of them and get value on. Now your team is good. Like you you need a couple more receivers. So you need DeAndre Hopkins to work out and then to find another receiver. Yeah. If you do that, then like I think your team's very good. I I think this is a very good team. I still don't All believe right. in Clyde, but that's my Tani, own business. While we're talking about Gavi's team, what are your reflections on your own team? It I, I, it re- the, the, <laughs> That's how I feel, really. Um, being up 30 going into Monday Night Football against like one player from the opposite team is pretty much a guaranteed loss for me at this point in Kumfuffle history. And I should have known that. It hurt. Like, honestly, the Yuntif of it all, like I was... 64, 65% Kevin Barb going into Yuntif. The Monday morning newspaper had only good news. Like, nobody was a dud. You know, even Connor had eight points, eight and a half points, something like that. Not horrible. And and then I lost by three. First off, or like three and a half. Adin swapped out Zeke for I forget who, like five minutes before the late kickoff. And if he had left it, it would have been like a point one uh, victory for him, which is, oh, that would have been fun. It would have been interesting. I asked him about that, but then also maybe I jinxed myself because Tom Brady had nineteen of his nineteen point eight four points in the first like two and a half quarters, and then had point eight four points the rest of the game and gave all those points to fucking Lenny. Did I jinx this loss by asking you about this quarterback thing and then? By, by which I kept Tom Brady under twenty points. So yeah, obviously I'm desperate on the waiver wire. Like what? Why would like if you're one and four? Like what? What's to? Yeah, wait remember for? the year that I was like on the outskirts looking in, and I spent eighty one dollars on Le'Veon Bell just because he signed with the Chiefs. Like if you're on that, like that didn't work well. It didn't, but like you have to take big swings. Right, you you're a wounded animal. Like, keep going and not make the playoffs. Like when Gavi's right, Gavi's right, and in this case, Gavi's really right. Yeah. Well, well I like wish I say, you. I'm right. I wish you and Eno Benjamin the best. Um, Dean's team. So, well, what do you think of Ezra, Dean's team? Ezra's the second winningest week? team after five weeks, and he has every handcuff. Who am I to say no to his strategy? Ugh. <laughs> uh, How do you feel about Dean's team after they uh, waxed you? I think he has a very good team, also. I, I've, I, I'm not 100% sold. I think there are a lot of question marks here. I mean, the Adlers are strong. This is—I feel like this is the strongest Adler year we've ever had. Now that's a tent item. I'm here to support. Um, you have this hashtag stats to back it up. Well, the Adlers trash my stats, so I don't know. Um, I, I could—I could, I could whip something up tomorrow. Yeah, Check. save it for next week. We could the year of the Adler. That's next week's uh, next week's episode title. Fair enough. We already had the year of the Adler because this the year we were like this the year we were really trashing the Adlers, and that was the first year all three made the playoffs, oh. and like. That might have also been the year that uh, you went perfect, but it might have been the year that got me the championship. 
I thought I beat uh, you in the championship. No, oh, no, yeah, no, I Gabby, beat Yakov in the semifinal. I beat Yakov in the semifinal the year I lost to Tommy in the final. Yeah, so that's that's likely the yeah, so that's likely the other year to beat. Uh, you got trumped on uh, like it, it, if it weren't for the undefeated season, you would have been the the A block and all the all the first take shows. But no, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, we'll see what happens right. with my team. I still think that there's plenty of room to make the playoffs with this team. You know, we'll see. There's not plenty of room. You can. You can lose two more games the rest of the year. No, now with an extra game, there's room for three. But yes, I agree. Well, it's room for three if like you have a high points for. Um, Which I don't. All right, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, me versus Daniel. I am now including playoffs. 11-2 against Daniel all times. So that's nice. This is one of the best stats I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, I didn't actually didn't check if I ever played him in the playoffs, but in regular season, I'm 11 and one against Jesse. So I don't know. I guess I pick my spots, I guess. <laughs> How are you against Jason? We could round it out with the, the class of, uh, class of 2012. Um, let's see. I need to check the thing I posted. Yeah. Daniel had three bad weeks in a row and it's crazy because he's like still pretty high on the points for, um, right, because he had two really big weeks, but no, I know. I'm saying, yeah, it's like, it's it's an interesting makeup. Just like you said, he has a top quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, but the rest of the team, like it's well, it's imbalanced. That's all from so, so Newman sent that to me. So Newman's like, oh, we we still need like take talk about Daniels to class of the league, but I don't think he is. He's fifth in every team every week, and the rest of his players just I mean, it's sad because they should be good. You know, it's sad like Javante went out, but at the end of the day. Look at these guys he's starting. He's starting Romeo Dobbs. He's starting, you know, um, Gerald Everett. He's starting Devin, Devin Singletary. It's just, and those were the right guys to start. So maybe George Pickens picks it up and he becomes the the best starter. Um, maybe Melvin Gordon, like, ends up being very solid. But does anybody want Deontay Johnson? He's a really frustrating player to roster. Just hearing George Pickens pisses me off. <laughs> no, All see, my receivers. Go. I would like. I was like, he was like one of the guys I was thinking about before the year, and I ended up going with Juju because I was like, I would so much rather be frustrated watching the Chiefs' offense than watching like Mitchell Trubisky. I don't, I don't watch him. I just every time the game ends, he's got around eight, nine points, thirteen targets, and more drops than catches. Now some he's of he's always them, dropping. I know. Talk about how good he is. He's he's always been dropping. He is a bad catcher. Right, like he's a bad catcher. Maybe he's amazing at running routes. Maybe he looks like Adonis himself, but goddamn, that man can't catch. Anybody want right. him? Okay, I'll take him. If, I just feel like there are three more trades in the Tani and Joy saga this season. I feel like you and I are ripe for it. I think there's definitely like this is like the first wave of trades when like things just like no one wants to trade in the first few weeks when their team's settling out. Now it's when people start like plugging holes, but I feel like we well, now like, it's when Tani's a wounded animal. Tani's just making moves. Right. Week eight, nine though, I think we'll probably see like another wave as like more settles out. People kind of get the better sense of their rosters. Another couple games go by and some more people get a little more desperate. Wow. And I think we should talk more about that. Yako's team looks very good for the next couple of weeks. Uh, that's that's where I want to end. The or the Adler. For All what right, it's worth, I mean, Kevin Barr has me ahead of him. Has he set his lineup yet? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like you forget at the beginning the of the year somebody. also like yeah, you forget at the beginning of the year how much like buy alignment throws matchups, right? Like Yeah. Well, Devontae Adams on buy might be suspended, so that might hurt him. The Rams are inexplicably projected for almost 13 points, like the defense. This is craziness. We're playing. We really missed. This is a swing and a miss on the defense adjustment. We're going to have to... I've liked it so far. I think it's, like, more exciting. Like I've liked it since I picked up the 49ers, but um, I don't know. It's impossible to know what's happening. It's, like, really... <laughs> All right, we ready to go home? I'm, 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 I'm home. I'm ready to go get my nails done. Well, we're all home. You're ready to leave home. We all ready to leave home? Yeah. Tiny's going to get his nails done. Gabby's going from his house to the doghouse. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going over there. I think I'm technically outside. I don't know the rules here. All right. Talk to you later. Michelle also just got home. Very nice. She's on a federal grand jury. Have we talked about this? No. Listeners, this is tough. I might I might just whoop and then put this in and then zwoop again. How do you want to handle this? Should we pop without him? <laughs>